Welcome to the latest episode of the Endurance Asia podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pugh, and this week we're joined by Philip Daniel and Jean-Henri Aniko to discuss a a little challenge they took on this weekend in Singapore. Uh, The two of them ran the entire circumference of Singapore, an RTI around the island, and uh, a total of, uh, of 200 kilometers and we're uh, they were raising uh, raising money for restorations of, of coral reefs uh, and a couple of charities which uh, we, uh, we, with that as their focus and uh, and we went and joined them on the day last weekend um, a phenomenal run from the gents and and it really did capture people's imagination in Singapore it went crazy viral uh, they've been caught up by radio stations and and everything and uh, and yeah we were pleased to uh, to get them over for a couple of beers and a bit of a debrief of the um, of the challenge uh, and and how it went. Um, also joined by uh, by co-host Rick Stockfish at the end to discuss what else has been going on in the endurance community in uh, in Asia um, and a couple of things that are going to be coming up in the not too distant future. Um, but first and foremost, let's welcome Jean Henri and Philippe Daniel. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Jean, Phil, welcome onto the Endurance Asia podcast. Thank you. How you, Thank how you, you. gents doing? Oh, I'm quite fine, yeah. Yeah, feeling all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, mate, what a, um, what a, an amazing weekend you just had um, exploring every corner of, <laughs> uh, of Singapore. Um, so I've, I've known you guys for, um, for uh, basically this past year, really, and... Um, and you've done some crazy shit over this past year. <laughs> so actually, when you sort of, I, I was really excited when you talked about you're going to do around the island, and Jean will talk about you did attempt uh, a, a route earlier in the year. Um, yeah. But wow, it's just blown up over the last few days, isn't it? Like it's just, yeah. uh, it seems to have captured the ma- the imagination of the the Singapore community. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what's happening, but uh, I mean, we are not the only one doing 200k in Singapore, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's the route that speaks more to people than the other routes, like the Shiok, which is like a bit all over the place. But yeah, that's right. I mean, there's been the uh, Ben Sui Shiok 200. Mm. Uh, that there's probably been about there's about twenty or thirty people that actually yeah, did that, right? And it was uh, well, you. yeah, we talked about it a bit on the um, on, on the podcast as well. You had like Chris Timms do it. You had. Um, um, or, yeah, PS Roman. Mm. He actually did it in like 31 hours and went mm. out and supported him. But I, I don't know why, if the kind of route, or it just didn't really get picked up. But for some, I, I think the round the island route in Singapore is quite synonymous within the biking community, cycling Absolutely. community. Yeah. And, um, and then everyone's like, oh, I'd love to cycle it one day. And then they see two crazy <laughs> dudes that have run it and it just like blew up. We posted onto, onto Facebook and I think it's had 330,000 views. Views on on Facebook. That's insane. You, you've had Crazy. Like, you've had radio stations contact you and everything. Right? It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're proper famous now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like um, 
a journalist contacting me the other day, so I answered a few questions, and then we'll have, I think, uh, radio, local radio, uh, interviewing us next week. Yeah. Yeah, yes. So that's, I mean, <laughs> totally unexpected. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, obviously you were doing it for, for a great cause and we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. But I mean, firstly, like, good to hear your guys' background as well. Sort of where you're from, um, what your kind of running background or, or sort of endurance background is as well. Jean, should we uh, start with you, sir? Oh, okay, okay. So, well, I am French and like, uh, you can hear it. So, uh, I started running uh, ten, 10 years ago and I used to to do one ultra trial by year, 100 miles by year. And uh, always in Europe, in uh, Alps or Pyrenees. And um, You lived in the Alps, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I live, I, I'm from the uh, southwest of France, so near Pyrenees. Yeah. But I moved uh, in, in, in the Alps, so uh, I stayed uh, three years there in the Alps, so... Uh, I had to. I uh, used to to run a lot in mountains with used the to elevation. Run in hills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you come to yeah. Singapore. And how long have you been in Singapore? Uh, just uh, one year, one year and and two months, just with uh, the COVID situation. So I, I arrived here, and uh, I, since I, I'm stuck here, so <laughs> yeah. I have to find another way to <laughs> to push my limits, and uh, so I start to to run here and doing do a lot of uh, <laughs> long run around the island in the island in the central catch uh, park and uh, all the parks of singapore and i i met uh, i i met philip at the beginning of uh, 2020 yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah how, how, how did you guys meet actually what? Uh, on Strava. <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah. because like it was stealing each other's segments yeah or something. It, it was during the circuit breaker yeah exactly. so we met only online <laughs> yeah and just after the circuit breaker we start to run together and actually the first time we met was when i was doing the atm 500 yes so, ah yes yes yeah. so that's the Asia, Asia Trail Masters yeah. 100k mm-hmm. in 10 days or something was it or it no? was in 10 days yeah. but we did it in one day in so. one that's day. right yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 so it's a team of four yes. and you had yeah. to do 500k yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I remember you did went out and did a 117k run or something on that occasion or uh, it was 125 for the four of us I did 130 actually because that's there right. was some of our teammates that were not done yet so we were like okay if Someone is not done, then we try to continue. Yeah, but then they you. decided to do their 125 anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I ended up at 130. Uh, but yeah, but that's that's when we met. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Together, you're right. He, no, no, no. I just came you to just support you. You just stopped by in the morning, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I before went going to work. before going to work. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, after that, we we start to run together. Yeah, because that was really the beginning of uh, phase one, I think. Okay. I don't yeah, remember what yeah. the phase. It, yeah, I think uh, it was just after f- the yeah. circuit breaker. So it was just when it was opening. So then after we started running together, mm. but we saw that we were uh, living actually next to each other. Like yeah. we are just a block away. Mm. Yeah. So it's very, yeah. very easy to, to run together now. You, you've been in Singapore a bit longer, Phil. You've oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here for seven years. Yeah. yeah. And, and from France as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm from France. I'm uh, from the other side of France. I'm from Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I've never been too much of a runner. I mean, I was. Uh, I was hiking a lot. I was always in the mountain. Uh, but I was running like, minimally let's say i was doing maybe 10k twice a week or something like that or even less sometime 
and not consistently so it was more like for fitness purpose you know that's pretty much it and then i was continuing doing that in singapore and uh when i reached singapore actually i picked up diving scuba diving yeah um so i became a scuba uh, um, dive master and uh, tech diver subsequently and all uh, but in 2017, I got a dive accident. They discovered that I had a hole in my heart, which is called a PFO. Uh, is that in between the atrium? Or yeah, it's yeah, between yeah. the atrium. So it's actually something that everyone is born with, but yeah, it, yeah. it should close basically. Yeah, but yeah. there is apparently one people out of six that doesn't close. And it doesn't really uh, cause any issues except for diving because you can have like decompression sickness that might happen. Yeah. Um, so that happened to me basically on a super stupid dive. Uh, like, you had the issue when you were on a dive. That no, it was after. It was like uh, the day after. I was starting to be uh, nauseous in the morning, uh, yeah. and I was in Boracay in the Philippines. Yeah. So um, I flew back to Singapore, and then after one day, uh, one every other day, I was like nauseous in the morning, big headache, and on the Friday of this week of of that week, uh, I was like totally high like uh, I, I was laughing at myself and I couldn't really understand what I was doing so my fiance was like okay I'm bringing you to the hospital they did a lot of uh, MRI and whatnot they saw I had bubbles in my brain and uh, yeah so then they they decided to to hospitalize me for a week they did a lot of tests they didn't know what I had and this was in Manila no that was in, back, in back in Singapore already yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they figured out I had, I mean, I'm, I'm passing the details, but yeah. uh, they figured out I had uh, decompression sickness. So I had to do um, recompression in the chamber, which was like six hours uh, in the chamber uh, per day for three days. Uh, very boring. Um, yeah, but that was the that was the thing. So then I had to basically, if I wanted to continue scuba diving, I had to uh, close. Yeah. yeah. So I did a keyhole surgery to place uh, prosthetics inside. Uh, and then I couldn't dive for six weeks, uh, six, six months, sorry. And uh, and this is when I decided like, hey, I'm super bored. I'm going to try to run a bit more. And there was like, uh, it was a bit stupid. I just had a heart surgery and all, but whatever. Um, I decided to do the send down 21K, which was my first 21K. I did it. And then I think a few days later, I went to Suntech and there was um, a bib collection uh, for uh, the force and uh, force of nature, no forest force, uh, the sixty-four kilometer, yeah. And uh, there was Ash there, and I went to speak to him, uh, see if there was still some slots. Uh, so I, initially, I registered for the twenty-five. I got my bib, and then I think the day before the race, I contacted him. I was like, "Hey, do you have still sixty-four uh, k bibs left?" <laughs> and he had one, so uh, I took it. And that was my first ultra that I did. That was twenty seventeen. It was twenty eighteen, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the sixty four k, no training, and I finished like top ten or something. Uh, so I was like, okay. I mean, it looks to be <laughs> quite a good sport for me. So I'm gonna try to. Yeah, that's amazing, mate. You've um, what age are you, Phil? I'm thirty two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you've to. And and John, you've been running for like a lot longer for like uh, yeah, like since you're ten, a kid in the, in the no, no, ten or twelve years. Before that, I was a climber, rock climber. So okay. yeah, I started to run marathon in uh, two thousand eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So basically, around my age. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not disclosing your age. No, no. Yeah, I mean, it's this past year's been pretty interesting, right? I mean, there's been no races. You talk about like the uh, the force of nature was the first ultra you do, and you're doing a hundred mile every year, and mm. then for everyone this year has been like, ah, oh, what? Do you, how do? You, how to motivate yourself mm, to actually mm, do mm, something? Yeah. And it's been. We talk about like it's been like the year of the FKT, or it's just been. I personally like love challenges which aren't races where you're not actually buying a, a like an entry fee or paying an entry fee or getting the t-shirt or medal just something coming up with like a creative challenge and uh, yeah you you two have done like quite a few this year mm-hmm. really haven't you like because uh, I think the first time I w- went running with you two you're like you mentioned you're like Scott we're going to run around botanical gardens I'm like oh, I live by the botanical <laughs> gardens sure I'll come and join you yeah, we're going to run every single path of the Botanical <laughs> Gardens. And at that point, we didn't know how long it would take, right? But yeah, well, I mean, there's been a lot of these people. Who, what was the guy? I forget his name that ran every street in San Francisco hey, um, and stuff. I forget his name on the top of my head. But um, yeah. but yeah, well, you, you, what was it that made you decide to do the Botanical Gardens run? So I actually did it's another awesome. one before that uh, mm-hmm. when it was uh, CB. So it wasn't yet phase one. We were still confined. Yeah. But we could uh, exercise in the close neighborhood right so i decided to do uh, every single street in my neighborhood uh, and that was a radius of two kilometer and uh, it was about 60 kilometer for right. every single street in my neighborhood and um, and then i decided to do the um, the botanic actually it was initially an id from uh, marketol yeah. um, on strava he was uh, attempting to do that and uh, it, I found it quite cool, so I, I decided to, to do it as well. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, it was quite cool. It was the three of us and then Vanya Van as well. Van yeah, yeah. I forget mm. the distance in the end. It was like 30, 40, 40, 40 or 42. 38, it was, uh, 30 yeah, I think it was 40. I wrote yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, 40. Yeah, yeah. and then like uh, the full circumference as well. But yeah, that was a, a really cool little um, little challenge. But yeah, it, as part of one of the... Um, the uh, Asia Trail Girls virtual. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. You you did an Everesting in a stairwell. Was, was it in your condo stairwell it's, or, or yeah. HDB? Yeah, it's my condo and it's a forty-six floor uh, condo and it's not like open open uh, staircase. <laughs> no so no aircon in there. <laughs> no. In the in the new condos, they are using the staircase as a bomb shelter. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's like just a bomb shelter all the way for the 46 uh, stories with like big doors and no ventilation, no windows, nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did that for 18 hours, 13, uh, yeah. 30, 34, I think, 1834, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it was quite a lot of up and downs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on like everything.cc. So I am, yeah. yeah you have yeah, logged yeah. it on there. So that yeah, must yeah. have been like the third one on foot in Singapore. Because I, 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 I think, so. think Jerry's one's so, actually on there. It's not on CC, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you, you are only... It's only the two of us. Yeah, but Jerry did one in... Jerry did one. HDB, get it. Um, she needs to submit it to Andy yeah. Van Bergen. But, um, um, and yeah, John, you... Um, you like in May you started on a little um, a little challenge yourself as well, right? Yeah, yeah. In May uh, past year, I decided to to run a marathon like that on Sunday, basic Sunday running, and um, the week after I I did another one and I okay I can do okay it, it will be my new challenge and <laughs> I start to do uh, every weekend a marathon on Sunday so. I managed that to do that uh, all the year, so I did around 45, 45 marathon. Sometimes a little more, sometimes 40 kilometers, but uh, 
yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, just to have something to do a uh, uh, goal, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when it starts raining, it's like at 4 a.m. or earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to start the early, early, yeah. early. Yeah, because you've obviously got you got two kids. Yeah, as I have well, two kids, so and yeah. I, I I love to have time with with them during the weekend. So yeah, I, I try to start early morning to be at home at 8 or 9 a.m. to pass some time with them. So yeah, yeah that's uh, that's good work. That's impressive. I mean, I remember during the circuit breaker, I was going out and trying to run a marathon, but trying to run fast ones. Mm. And I kept on going out really quick and then like get yeah. to about 35K and just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and so I never even managed to do one. So doing like, doing one every single weekend mm. for, um, for from May to, like, sorry, how many did you do in, in a row in the end? How many weeks? Uh, Forty-five. Forty-five. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, you also planned to do like around the island as well, didn't you? You did. Well, you did one which I, I can't join. Yeah, yeah, About three months ago or so. Yeah, we we planned to do that in October. October. Yeah. October, but. Uh, I don't don't remember so why, but because I was okay. So basically, we ah, were yeah, supposed you, to do it in October, <laughs> yeah. but I was in interview for my new job. Yeah, and I was like super stressed, and uh, I mean, studying a lot for that. So I was. I told John, okay, I'm sorry, I need to bail on this one, and uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I attended uh, alone, enfin, alone with the support crew, but uh, without without Phil. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did it uh, in the other side. Side, so uh, you did uh, um, anti-clockwise, anti-clockwise yeah, 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 from yeah. harbour front from uh, harbour front and uh, but I okay I did a, a shorter one <laughs> 150 k because what was your plan initially what, what uh, it was, was the same plan oh yeah, to yeah, do yeah, the full yeah, 200 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. but uh, when I was in uh, in Tuas I was not good and I decided to shortcut directly yeah. to come back uh, to our front. I mean, you and look at the map, it's still quite a, a long is, way back. Because actually, yeah. I, I think I joined you just after the yeah, two hours, yeah, because the two hours yeah. extension is crazy, and we'll oh, get yeah. into that. But um, It but was yeah. in the middle of the day, and I was really hot. I have my feet uh, really painful, so I decided, okay, I will come back home <laughs> quickly. And yeah. uh, okay, I managed to do a loop of 150, and I was very, very happy with this one. But okay, it was not the... Uh, plan so yeah <laughs> so, i mean it was still a, a yeah really impressive run and i remember like a lot of people it did raise that raised sort of like a lot of attention at the time as well um but yeah 150 the actual cycle route around singapore i mean there's loads of different routes yeah, around singapore where you can do a, a an rti around the island but it's kind of it's normally around i've done a cycle one which was 180 mm-hmm. um yeah. But that's kind of, it's normally around 150, 160. It's yeah, kind it's of like... Uh, between 120 and 180. Yeah, we managed to mm. do a 200 once with uh, Rie and Damien. Uh, but it was basically this route, the route that we just did for the RTI. So we did to us, everything, and Santos are also in the end. So yeah. we, if you stretch it, you can do a 200 by bike. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you, um, and you, you used Strava to like plan out the route and everything and... For those that sort of don't know Singapore well, there's like um, um, the East Coast is beautiful. So like you're, if you're looking at Central CBD, you've got uh, and then if you go east from there, you've got the East Coast is beautiful. It goes round to the airport, which is pretty exposed, and um, and then once you get to sort of Changi past the airport, and then the north side's quite nice. But as you come round um, round to the left and and the 
most important, like the um, the the southwest. There's um, the a big industrial area called mm. Tuas, which is um, <laughs> and it's most it's most infamous, I say, with the cycle community because there's a uh, uh, there's a lamppost at the end, which is called Lamppost One, which is sort of the most southern point of Singapore. It's kind of like the middle of nowhere, pretty mm. much. It's yeah. like it's you get to the end of a road, and it's, it's a, like the end, just, uh, the yeah. end of the middle of nowhere. There is a lamppost. There is like some kind of construction and a port, yeah. I think, yeah. but. Nothing and then you Nothing basically else. just turn around and come back again. But it's, yeah. but it's actually that extension itself is probably about 20k or so oh, itself, it's right? More than that. Huh? Yeah, actually, it looks small on the map, yeah, but, but it's, it's like, like 40k. Yeah, 40k, yeah. 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 If you yeah yeah if you start in Pioneer Road until uh, um, Pioneer Marty Station, it's yeah. around uh, 40k. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so for when you did it that first time, I remember you having bad calf trouble and 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 foot trouble, yeah, and you were yeah. like, okay, like I'm yeah, not exactly. Like, yeah. uh, and so as you were coming to plan it this year, you obviously decided. Look, let's not let let's take that bit off at the beginning and yeah, let's yeah. go exactly, clockwise. Yeah, exactly. and, um, right. and so, so yeah, well, how did you plan the route? Obviously, you had Sentosa to yeah. it. Yeah, so so that that was also psychologically uh, why we wanted to do it. So okay, so we had a starting point in mind. I mean, I had one yeah, because yeah. Uh, initially the basically the why I wanted to do this uh, route was to celebrate uh, my new job and I wanted to start from the office and then at the office of my new job basically um, and you're you're got you're just starting your Google in a in a few weeks time correct yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah mm-hmm. congratulations so that was basically from Google office uh, back and forth and um, we wanted to do uh, Sentosa first because when you reach 190k and you have to do Sentosa in the end, you're like, nope, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do it first. So that was done, and to us in the night. And we were also planning to have Sungai Bulo uh, at the opening at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. And this plan was perfect, basically. So if we started at 8 p.m. from Google, going around Sentosa, to us, we would reach uh, Sungai Bulo at 7 for the, the backdrop, drop bag, yeah. Yeah. So we planned it this way, so we don't have anywhere where we can shortcut in the yeah. end also. So we have to do 200k. And uh, the, um, the most difficult parts psychologically are gone as well. Yeah, you're kind of in the home straight then once you get around yeah. to the East Coast. It, it's more familiar also on the other side. I mean, we are more used to go to Changi and whatever than to us, right? Yeah. And yeah, but it, it's a uh, it's a difficult choice and because you have is. you have to choose uh, in, if you want to do all uh, the one the island you have to choose to do um, two as by day or uh, Changi by day. Yeah, so, <laughs> and the two uh, these two parts are yeah. really difficult during the day because there is no shadows and yeah. so yeah, we, we this time we are pretty exposed. So this time we we decided to do us in first during the night yeah. we take the risk to do uh, changi uh, by day so. yeah but i think i think it's just, it is still the best option because to us there is no water point yeah so course, there is yeah. there is one place so this is why we did the eight shape actually in to us yeah because there is only yeah. one petrol station at the middle of the yeah of i was wondering that actually yeah because it kind we, of yeah you, there's a little extension you do yeah. in to us but yeah so it's the only petrol station to so be we, 24 yeah hours, we passed yeah. twice there it, mm. it wasn't actually so when we reached there it was closed 
Okay. And luckily, there was one of the toilets that was open, so, so we could get some water. Yeah. Um, but we managed to get like one cold drink <laughs> at the distributor because it was like <laughs> there was like a, a vending, vending machine, vending right? Machine. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it only accepted two dollar bills. Yeah. And I had two two dollar dollar bills on me, and I think you had ten dollar, and I had another bill of five or whatever, and one drink was two fifty. We were like, ah, fuck this. So, <laughs> so we couldn't get like one drink each. So we had to get only one drink. And the only drink that was available there, we tried everything. And it was like a hundred plus orange. I mean, the thing that no one buys, I guess. <laughs> I so, do. I like the orange one. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the only one, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so we had to share that. Um, and, and we had to decide and also we, when to share yeah, it. Yeah, we keep yeah. it for the second <laughs> for the time. Way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So on the way in, we were like, oh, no, 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 we only have one cold drink here. Okay, we go to Lampost one and come back and uh, take it after. That's funny. Well, look, let's take it back to the actual start because you went out with, um, we mentioned Vanya before, but oh, she yeah. came out with you from the beginning, as yeah. did uh, Malaki as well. Yeah. There was Malaki and Rie joined also for two kilometers. I, I mean... Um, you're mental <laughs> inviting those guys to come and pace you for yeah. the um because like they they are literally two of the fastest runners in Singapore yeah. and yeah but we we, we know them them and we we know the, they, they, they are actually quite good pacers yeah, yeah, yeah they, they managed to ah, Malaki you have to uh, hold yeah, the yeah, rain on him yeah. and you can, but I was um I mean I was looking at your pace to begin with because I was following because I knew I was going to be catching up with you the next day and like you went out pretty quick you were doing like five minute thirty k's yeah. So um, we, we st- uh, the original plan was 550, right? 550, yeah. Okay. But we went out a bit faster because, yeah. I mean, okay, we were feeling fresh and whatever, and it's hard at the beginning to contain ourselves, I guess. So we went out at uh, 530 uh, around, uh, at least around Sentosa. Yeah. Um, then after we calmed down, I guess, uh, yeah, when with we reached uh, West Coast. Uh, right? yeah, yeah, after with Roma. He take pace uh, yep. a little uh, slower, so yeah. yeah. And Roman, he uh, having done the two hundred k, he knows, yeah, he he knows, knows the pace yeah, yeah, yeah. because you do. I mean, I've talked about it before, but it's like you're lighting matches, and if you're pushing it too hard at certain points, and then you're just yeah. going to burn yourself yeah. out. For, yeah. Um, which I mean, we'll we'll talk about how you got on later in the day, but um, but yeah. So so um. Uh, Malaki and uh, Vanya and Ray they, they joined for like 20k or so and then yeah. R- Roman and Fanny. joined and she was on, on the bike and then um, yeah. and, and we had Bex as well who helped us to go into St. Ozakov because she's uh, living over yeah, there yeah. So that oh that's right great. you had to go she through the gate yeah. there yeah um, and uh, and then from there you did two hours just the two of you and yeah. then you started going up um, around uh, Jurong and Jurong then up to West uh, yeah we we've, uh, we we reach uh, Jurong West around five thirty and we met uh, Arnaud there oh, yeah. uh, French guy it was very pleasant way until uh, Sengebulo. Yeah, I think we did a, a longer stop there like maybe 20 minutes yeah we, it was one of the first time we can get a uh, cold drink uh, it was cool. already 80 80 kilometers yeah, yeah we so like we, we, we and, need and at that point you've been doing sort of like 10k and then a break or yeah. sometime it was the longest was it's 20 21k yeah um I mean it's a uh, yeah, it's important to like actually 
both pace yourself, but also have the rest points to make sure you're you're putting yeah. on food and nutrition. Yeah. What was your nutrition plan through it? Like so, um, we we had an, uh, an hydration plan, but not really a so uh, nutrition plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no. hydration, we are on tailwind. Yeah. Uh, so we are both uh, tailwind yeah. uh, athletes. Go tailwind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we did two um, very, very, very concentrated uh, flask of tailwind. So we had a 600 milliliter flask. Yeah. And basically we placed to the top the of tailwind. So that was 18 scoops, I think, of tailwind. <laughs> yeah. in and then just pour a bit of water into fill it yeah, up. Yeah, it so actually diluted quite well, but yeah. the taste is very, very strong. So it's you just have like to, a gel, pretty much. It's yeah, like oh, it's like a really strong, much stronger. Gel. I mean, you have your your tongue with this this concentration. Your tongue is like a bit uh, sting. <laughs> I'm not sure we have to advise that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm usually doing it for ultras. I, it's practical because you don't have to refill your tailwind. Yeah. But taste-wise, you have to you have to drink we'll water, have water afterwards. With it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but it has pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you don't want to spend some time at the station, like um, yeah, mixing yeah. your your powder and whatever, then that's that's a good option. Yeah. So we had two flasks, one for the first hundred k and the second one for the the rest. Yeah. Uh, so we had that. Um, we were getting some some water and whatever coke, uh, whatever in the fresh springs, yeah, yeah, because while we can, the tailwind in the water was like warm, basically from our body heat, and also we had to have a bit of fresh things in the middle. And then nutrition wise, we had uh, for solid food, we we had some nuts, we had some uh, croque monsieur, croque monsieur, yeah, yeah of course, cheese <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, sandwich, yeah, yeah. Jan brought those out for you, didn't he? And I. I ended up like that's in your your back your backpack was pretty heavy. Like <laughs> I was just like like come on the whole thing if you if you're doing it supported, just like give your backpack mm. and give all your ca- stuff to carry yeah. to other people. But like you had a bag of nuts in there that you haven't they they almost I reckon they weighed a kilo of nuts. Yeah, you I still have it at home untouched. Uh, untouched, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, funny, I finished like, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I finished but it's one of those nuts one of those things like, yeah, it's great, like really good fuel, but at the end of the day, like you eat what you feel like eating at the and time, I know, right? I know myself. I mean, I uh, this time I was like, okay, I'm gonna follow what John is doing from a nutrition perspective. But I know that usually I don't manage to eat uh, hard. I mean, hard food basically, yeah. proper food uh, during a race. So I had to force myself. I know I have to. But yeah, the nuts it was too much. I had too many sandwich as well and whatever. So I could have uh, survived with less basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's always like a bit of try and error, I guess. Yeah, and I think um, so. I I um, joined you guys um, like you were with Jan, and I I joined you around just after um, Woodlands, Woodlands, and um, I think you're about 140k. No, 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 about 120k in yeah. at that point, and. Um, you were both kind of fresh, but you were starting to have a few pains in your legs at that point, mm. Phil. You were, um, it, was, it wasn't it was my leg, hip, it right? was my hip, yeah. yeah. So actually, that start, yeah, you're right. It started uh, even earlier than I thought. Uh, it was 120k. It started at the Tuas station, yeah. 70k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't, know. I don't know what happened. It was quite strong pain on the side of the mm. hip. Um, I guess it's some muscle or whatever. And um, so Jan was with us at this time. 
and uh, the man that looks like he's made of steel. He yeah. is made of steel. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jan, Jan Moreno. What's his surname? Moreno. 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 Yeah. He's just like you look at his calves and you can see every single vein. Mm. It's just like <laughs> this guy is a machine. He's from. Absolutely. Um, he's from. Ah, um, uh, oh, what's that island in the middle of the? Um, uh, where, 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 uh, Reunion. Think, yeah, Reunion Island. Reunion. Re- Reunion Island. Yeah. yeah, so which is like a pretty uninhabited. Well, it's a beautiful place, it's but it's just like crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's a crazy ultra there as well, isn't he? So he's like, yeah, he's made of different stuff. But he he squatted <laughs> you for about thirty five k or so. Well, yeah, yeah. He? So he joined us at uh, Swingy Bolo for. He actually brought us the our job bag uh, yeah. with his wife with his wife um, so we did a longer stop there actually in Sungai Bulo about 40 minutes we removed our shoes and socks and actually ah, yeah, we you had bandage you need to change your and our bandage fell so we had to place a new bandage and whatever um, so, so we take uh, one, so hour, we, one hour one hour uh, it was one hour yeah, I thought yeah, it was 45 minutes no, one hour um, but that was like halfway, so it was kind of plan break as well. By no, the no, we plan to stop only twenty or twenty-five minutes. Okay. But yeah, we need that, so we we take the time, and we are not uh, like uh, we're getting all, always the watch. So we say, okay, we need time. We take the time to remove our shoes, change uh, the shoes, and change the bandage. And, yeah, because you did. I mean, obviously, that was not like it's not a race; it's a challenge, right? Yeah, but, right, um, right, but right. You, did you have like a goal time? I mean, you obviously you were like you yeah, had a spreadsheet. We have you know, a like, spreadsheet with schedule time, yeah. But and mm. it was kind of loosely you were looking to try and do it in twenty four hours initially. Yeah. yeah, that that was the initial plan, yeah, yeah. initial goal. Uh, we knew that it was tight. Yeah, and we knew in Tuas uh, or. Yeah, uh, John West. We will not able to. Yeah, we were already <laughs> like yeah. thirty yeah. minutes away. Uh, yeah, we are already twenty or thirty minutes uh, behind the time. So we we knew uh, we will not finish in twenty four hours. So we say okay, we it, we want now we want to finish it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it wasn't. We the want main to goal finish to honest, it together, yeah. and okay, we will take time and. Yeah, and thank you for that. I mean, uh, Jean was like a <laughs> lifesaver. He was uh, massaging my hip, uh, well, el- elbowing my hip, as you can see on the picture in the news and whatever. Yeah. Uh, every five kilometers about that because it was great for five kilometers and then after it was like flaring again. Quite yeah, painful. you were in a lot of pain. I mean, the yeah. thing is like yeah, yeah. We, we sort of all have run lots of ultras with hills and stuff and I think running flat for yeah. that distance is just Crazy, a completely yeah. different flat um, in asphalt yeah it just that uh, but the repetitiveness is like uh and you've had a lot of you had issues yeah. before with your calf when you mm. ran it last time i mean you ran it 150k last time in like 16 hours 45 well, or something right so it was like really quick and that was pretty much 24 hour pace yeah. pretty much mm. wasn't it you could mm. have uh, that was 24 hour pace um but uh, but yes, yeah, so f- like feel like every sort of five k or something, you were like having to pull up, ha- ha- have a massage. It was, yeah, <laughs> we were looking at each other a few times. John, we yeah, were like, yeah. oh, like yeah. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to pull through this. But far out, mate, you did manage to to pull through. Like, what what actually dragged you through it? Like, how did you manage to just sort of? I yeah. wanted to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only only in the brain, I guess. I mean. For any I'll try anyway. I mean, you have to go through the pain to to be able to. Yeah, you're right. This. But uh, when I saw you in, I don't remember in Paziris or something like that. I was oh. It was up and down. I mean, there was like some some time where I was like, okay, and then sometime it was really painful. But 
in ECP, in the end, I went back to 550 pace for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I heard John, I was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and I went like, I mean, you can see, I, I, I was the pace following map, you actually. on the Garmin Live and I'm like, what, they're moving? Like, yeah. have they jumped on the back of a bike or something? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, something flipped in my brain and I was like, okay, I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, doing 5K or something? No. No, no, no. I did, I did like two 2K. Or, 2 or 3K. 2K like this, then... And uh, was it like that? Behind and, him. And, <laughs> and, and it was feeling great. I, I think the worst part also is that when we are lowering down the pace you're doing like a lot of small yeah, step mm. and it's very hard on your body as well yeah. but when you're like having a longer um stride, longer stride yeah yeah uh it's actually easier so i it felt like much better in the end but uh yeah well i remember after i think it must have been after coney island which is i mean there's with many beautiful spots as you go around uh the the full circumference of singapore but um we've got we had a whatsapp group with your support crew and um people were aware you were doing it hard and you're in a lot yeah. of pain and um, and your your girlfriend uh nadia like sent me a message like look uh, you know can you tell feel this and i'm like look it's best you tell him yourself like yeah. record me a message and play with it. and she's obviously been through she was in quarantine at the moment she's been yeah. through um uh, a lot of challenges with her with her father passing away but yeah she she like recorded a message for you right yeah it was great i mean uh, that and uh, my actually when when she sent it to me um i didn't say anything but i uh, yeah it, i had it in my in my guts you know it was like i was really emotional when i when i got it i don't yeah it, it really helped me and then after i had my sister and my parents also sending a message so it was really nice i think you got your family as yeah, well yeah, your, your so that was that was a great uh, way to keep us motivated also to push through i think yeah it was quite emotional i mean obviously your um yeah your your girlfriend's father passed away recently and you were close to him as well and uh, and yeah i think the message was just like you know he's watching he's yeah. supporting you and mm. like I mean, when she sent the message to me, I was like lumping my throat as well. But I was like, <laughs> if anything's going to work to pull you through this, it absolutely. And like, and I remember we just looked at each other and like the pace just like, uh, and then for the next 5K or something, you were just yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah, we remember it, it that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's like the wheels started to come off again. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, Nadia, we might need to get some more of his family to send <laughs> we, messages here. We like, need, to, we need to find something else to <laughs> push him, yeah. <laughs> Um, shout out to like uh, um, to Manuela Solomon Wetstein's wife who I got that idea from after the Hong Kong Four Trails. But yeah, it's um, it was amazing to sort of hear their support for you guys and um, uh, and yeah, that wasn't the only support, right? So then, yeah, um, we we need to mention that uh, all all the support we we had during all <laughs> all this loop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we a lot of friends, a lot of families, a lot. Okay, yeah. we have to we have to stay clear. We were like always less than eight people. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, we yeah, were. we were. So so that was really and wearing something masks important. and stuff when going into shops and like we were yeah. adhering to. I mean, obviously when we were running, no one was wearing masks. Um, yeah, we know we what we have to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was really important, right? For I mean, obviously now we got also a lot of exposure. So if we were doing something wrong. It yeah. could have been quite bad for us, right? So yeah. uh, initially when we planned the race, so we had this um, Google Sheets mm -hmm. uh, spreadsheet that we shared with, um, well, you and our friends. And everyone had to place their name when they wanted to join so we could control if we could have, like, yeah. someone on top or not, right? So we, we would be less than eight, or eight maximum. Um, so all the way, actually, we had an amazing support. We mm. did only two us alone, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, which was like thirty uh, or forty k only alone. Only parts, yeah. 
And then after we always had someone either on bike or running with us. So oh. that was amazing. And uh, Jerry was, yeah. Yeah, we saw, <laughs> we saw, we Sorry. saw, we saw Megan. We saw uh, our. So so yeah. And Jerry but, and, and Jerry just yeah, came Jerry with her bike with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with RDRC shop onto the bike with like her Terragon and then like chips and beer and whatever you want like beauty products and <laughs> i mean if you can have anyone in your support crew you want jerry chua like not only has she got all of like the shop full of all of the products that you need at yeah. red dot running but she's also been through many and many ultra and she yeah knows and how she, knows, yeah, she, she knows yeah knows exactly what, what we need yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, what to do and i mean 200k is a short distance for her right <laughs> i mean yeah. she's used to like two mm. uh three 300k mm. i mean yeah. she finished the hk4 yeah 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 i yeah. know so. she's and she's done like uh, Tour de Jean and so many others to speak yeah. of, but um, but yeah, she uh, she turns up on her uh, on her blue bike with a <laughs> yeah, basket yeah. on the front and basket on the back, and like I think it had tassels on the side as well, didn't it? And it had like uh, um, and she had her matching Hoka shoes, and she's like there with her Theragun, just giving you like a and give you like a, a, a toothbrush as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually yeah. key. That's always a key kit. Mm. But um, yeah, like um, just amazing, gents. And the um, yeah, as you say, like along East Coast, you had like a yeah, as I say, within eight people, but you had a good crew, like help you down east coast yeah we had william as well training yeah uh, for oh, yeah, most yeah. of the east coast he did amazing pictures uh, that he's posting now almost every day on his uh Instagram yeah and adventure triple i that's uh yeah he's yes. a phenomenal photographer yeah. we've had him on the podcast before as well and he's just like a yeah he's, he's got he's got some amazing photos yeah. from i mean that. he's quite known by i guess all the listeners of the podcast but if you don't know him yeah go check it out he's uh, doing amazing pics yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He's working for ATM as well uh, as a official photographer for ATM. So yeah, he covers a lot, a lot of their races. But yeah, he got some, uh, he got some brilliant pics, especially ones of you in pain, mate. There's a whole <laughs> series of them with you, like just in absolute agony. And uh, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, just a brilliant thing to follow. And like some of the videos of you getting to the very end when you get to Google, and like you, you had that bit where you were running along the East Coast, but then mm. by the end you were like walking like you'd uh yeah like i like, you looked in a serious pain uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I looked like, <laughs> like an a cowboy or something uh, like yeah, that. yeah i like, had a bit of chaffing and not too much but uh it was also my feet they were like full of blisters and really badly macerated as well about that by that point so we got a bit of rain so that killed my feet um my hip was horrible and since my hip was horrible my left leg was compensating yeah so the full back of my leg was torn so a few days later after the run my leg turned blue which is still blue now for some reason so um, i think it was compensating too much and uh yeah i injured myself to to till the end but yes. yeah. And John, Whatever. you looked absolutely fresh the whole way. No, through. I'm not. I'm not fresh. Like, no, no. Machine, man. <laughs> He's a machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, I, I suffered too. I have uh, two or three times during this loop. I was very, very hard for me uh, when we restarted at uh, when we start again at uh, ECP after mm. a long stop. Uh, it was really painful to start. Uh, each time we have yeah. to restart, I uh, yeah. like like an old machine, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. And yeah, but it, it took like 1K. And yeah, yeah, after 1K, it's, it's okay. But during 1K, it was very painful. But Yeah, it's funny it's how a rest can actually, like, you think that it's going to recuperate you, but actually it just yeah. can often make It's hard to get started. No, again. it's true, it's true. Um, but I mean, for me, I really needed it to cool down my hip, I guess. And for him, it was the other way around, right? It was... 
more like less beneficial for him than for me yeah and i guess he's less whiny as well so maybe i'm yeah. complaining much more <laughs> yeah i know you just complain louder <laughs> no. uh, i mean it's important to mention the um the charity that you i mean as part Absolutely. of the, your your job for the last few years you work you've been working at accenture but you do yeah. a lot of work on the coral reefs um yeah it's part of your part of your job but you you were raising money for a couple of um yeah, a couple of funds there to yeah. help restore uh, restore coral reefs. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, as part of my previous job, actually, I did um, I started a project which was called Project Corai, uh, where I created an underwater smart camera to monitor the fish population onto a coral reef, and I did that in partnership with uh, the Sulubai Foundation, which is um, a foundation based in the Philippines, uh, in El Nido, uh, Pangatalan Islands. And what they do is that they do have this island where they <clears throat> basically restored it. When they, they got the island, like I think it was 10 or 15 years ago, it was totally destroyed uh, by the... Um, there was a lot of fishermen that were using it for uh, fishing and as a base. So they were also killing all the mangrove to, to do like uh, charcoal and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there was nothing much on the island. There was no more uh, life, basically. So... They got the islands with a partner in the Philippines, so and um, uh, they restored it. So they planted the mangrove again, uh, and now they are looking at the coral reef to restore it because uh, one of the main issues uh, in Southeast Asia, it's very very common to have illegal fishing that is uh, either dynamite fishing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have dynamite fishing. So you they drop basically it's just a bottle of beer or coke. Yeah. Uh, filled with chemicals and a big uh, rebar. Yeah. They drop that onto the reef. It explodes, breaks all the reef. You have all the fishes that goes uh, onto the surface because either they are dead or stunned. Yeah. And they, then they collect it, right? So you have like any single uh, species of fish that are going up. Juveniles also. So that means that there is no like uh, resilience in the population. So there is no juvenile anymore. Everything yeah. goes up, so you kill basically the reef and the population on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's super common, especially in the Philippines. Uh, and there is also cyanide fishing that is very common, usually for the aquarium trade. Um, but yeah, so that's what they are trying to do. They try to recreate the, the reef that were damaged by dynamite fishing. And uh, when I went to the on the island, actually, we heard a blast uh, that was maybe two kilometers away, and we were diving at the time. But you Did can you go feel and run it. after them? Did you go and no, try no, and no. Go and chase them down? <laughs> no, but even when you're diving like yeah. two kilometers away, you can feel the blast in yeah, the water, yeah. you know, and you're like, fuck. So, so yeah, so, so I decided to help them from a technology perspective initially. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now I thought it was also a good thing to um, help them from a financial perspective to uh, actually give them money to recreate some part of the reef. Yeah. And uh, I've been also working with another foundation and they are based in Moorea in uh, French Polynesia. Uh, and it's called Coral Gardener. So they do uh, something similar, um, except that for them, they are basically also growing corals. For the Sulubai Foundation, they are taking corals that are uh, fragmented on the floor and they place it on the structure where they are. Yeah. Uh, for uh, Coral Gardener, they are more like regrowing uh, different corals um, uh, they, are, they are doing cultures of corals as well. Yeah. 
um, and uh, they are replanting grief as well. Um, so yeah, that's got. I mean, I'm fascinated in that sort of stuff and how the regeneration has worked with the lack of tourism and everything and how that's kind of improved it. But um, yeah. but yeah, we'll put links to the um, the um, the charity as well in the, in the show notes. But yeah, it's a great cause. And I suppose as you look back on it now, what were the uh, what were your favourite spots? I mean, the whole th- I suppose after seventy k, the whole thing was painful. But Singapore is such a beautiful place, where right? We're so lucky to live on this little red dot and this beautiful island. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, which which bits were you were you look back on, or which bits were you go and run again? So it's true. I mean, when we were in the run, we were like, oh, everything is <laughs> shitty. Fuck yeah. this. <laughs> it's not so really, rude. not really. Yeah. No. no. No, I mean, when we when we were in. I, I, re- I can remember when we were in San Gabulo at the uh, sun, sunrise. It yeah, was yeah. it was awesome. With uh, we we saw a huge crocodile in San Gabulo. So yeah, it was uh, wonderful. No, it's, it's just that I mean, at some point you're like no, on you, a lot of roads uh, and all. There and is like, a lot of okay. point uh, with nothing to to see and nothing to. Nothing to see, but there is actually now thinking about it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there is most of the spot except Tuas and Pioneer area that are, and actually I, I have some points in Tuas that I like. There is like a big avenue going down that is like next to the water with uh, palm trees, and that reminds me of my uh, hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, that was nice actually in Tuas, and it's like literally in the middle of Tuas. But Sentosa was great. Uh, yeah, the Sen- first loop in first Sentosa, loop in Sentosa, Sentosa was, uh, yeah. was amazing. Sentosa Cove is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Limchukang, I, I really like this uh, this area. Um, Limchukang and uh, oh, Sungai Bulo yeah. is, is really nice. At the sunrise. As, as um, Jean mentioned, we saw we, just after our checkpoint, we restarted and we saw a huge croc and it was the tailless crocodile from Sungai Bulo. Uh, it's one of the famous ones there. Hmm. So we're super happy to see it. Yeah. Um, then Woodlands uh, Waterfront was nice. Uh, when you joined us afterwards on um, Sembawang. Yeah, uh, Sembawang. And then you've, really got, nice as well. then you've got like a Coney Island as well. It's just Coney beautiful. Island it's the first nice, time I've ever yeah. been on it. And then Pasir is nice yeah. as well. Yeah. Actually, but, there is quite a lot of nice uh, Yeah, my favorite bit was actually, I mean, I only did like 45K with you, but then going around Changi and the Changi Finger and then yes. Changi Beach and uh, and then you've got the aircraft flying over. Yeah. It's spectacular, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's. I mean, yeah, I grew up next to an airport. So whenever I see planes, especially at the moment where you don't see as many in the sky, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, uh, that, that was a great spot. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a great run. And hopefully you will um, inspire a few people to go out and do it as well. I think that there's... Um, I think it's going to be a few more to, to follow. So what's up for you gents next? Have you uh, have you got any other... It's the first thing you do after you finish a challenge, right? It's like, yeah. right, what what next? What yeah. Next? We, we are still uh, in the few days after, so we are still <laughs> like, okay, let's recover. But uh, there is already um, William who was like, hey, do it the other way. Yeah, what no, were you saying? Uh, I'm not thinking about running at this time. And maybe, I, I'm not, maybe I'm, uh, I'm thinking about some things with bike but yeah. <laughs> running yeah. for the moment no well, I, need sure. a, I need a break <laughs> you, you did an Everesting attempt a, a few weeks ago I think that's you, you've still got to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah to I that have that in mind yeah of course I, I want to finish it um, but yeah I want to do something with bike maybe an Everesting or maybe something like that I'll see um, 
and I want I want to run in the mountains. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be uh, yeah. well. We, we can run in Bukitima and yeah, yeah, we have Bukitima. Well, we're uh, we, yeah, we're organising an adventure race around Singapore, so we'll get mm. you guys to sign up for that. It's going to be in July, August. Absolutely. You'll have to get Looking that uh, get that in the uh, in the diary. Um, but yeah, mate, brilliant. Well done, gents. It was a it's a brilliant challenge. I mean, it, there is also I think like like they got it got so much exposure. You know, like on <laughs> on like radio stations, on mothership <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And then it's like yeah, like and, and amazing time and everything. But like. There's loads of other people that have done 200 k Yeah, it's yeah. what I said this morning to Phil. Okay, yeah. we did we did an amazing thing. I think it's okay, but I mean, it's, it's the it's time is not really uh, impressive. You know, so, okay, it's 28 hours for 200 k. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, a lot of people a uh, one way can yeah. do that. Abby can do that. Roman can do that. A lot yeah, of people yeah. can do that. So, but okay. But I mean, it's, look, it's, it's just it's like hot yeah. in Singapore, and like, yeah, I yeah, it's that, hot. That, it yeah, is, right. I mean, I reckon you gents could go back and do it in 24 hours for sure. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of people that aren't used to running more than 5k are looking at like, fuck, if these guys can do 200k, like, surely I can do more than that. And that's yeah. what it's all about, right? It's just inspiring other people to just yeah. take on something that's a bit beyond their own limits. I, I actually got a few messages from either friends or people that just contacted me from. Um, from the article on mothership and and all and they were asking me some question and they were like oh you're uh, inspiring me to do my 42k yeah. and that kind of thing you know so this is i mean it's it's great that uh, you can feel like you can inspire yeah, it's, people it's, to it's do this something this feeling you know? it's new for me uh, yeah, yeah absolutely for me too uh, okay i run a lot in in france i have a lot of friends and community running with me in france but it's the first time here i i have this feeling to inspire some people to push uh, the limits and yeah. yeah it's quite and i think it's great i mean basically also next week when we will have the interview that would be i guess the message we will try to to push forward that it's not something uncommon that we did i mean there is a lot of people doing that and uh, a lot in singapore but uh, if we can inspire people to push themselves and uh, to i mean to, to run and to to uh, boost their fitness if they want or whatever that that's great i guess it's well, a great example. I mean, it's inspired me. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to go and run around the island, but it definitely <laughs> makes me want to up my mileage. And um, I mean, I don't know about a marathon every weekend for 45 weeks like usual, but um, mm. but yeah, um, it's impressive, gents. And uh, well, you you had pretty much good yeah, challenge yeah. also, right? I mean, <laughs> I, one of my future goal, right, would be to do the HK40 UC, of course. Mm. Yeah, which you attempted, but. I mean yeah. that exactly. I mean we, when you were obviously covering that a couple of weeks, a few weekends uh, ago, and um, I, I'm, but it's. I mean this challenge is is obviously it's not as far and it's flat, but it has its own um, yeah, its own difficulty, difficult parts of it. You know, the being flat for that long and the uh, and the heat and humidity of Singapore and uh, uh, but yeah, mate, I'd love to see you at, at Four Trails. We'll. Um, yeah, um, well, yeah, we need to get onto one to make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I think I think you'll be on his radar. But um, but yeah, um, awesome, gents. Thank you very much for coming and joining us. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. For Thank, you. Us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. She said a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Mr. Rick Stockfish, how are you doing, sir? All good. How are you, Scott? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. It's, um, 
It was good to have uh, Phil and, Sean, uh, and Jean on uh, to chat about the weekend. I, I actually, when I was running it with them, I wasn't really thinking that we'd like do a podcast on it. To be honest, well, we weren't expecting it to blow up the way it did either, were we? It's been, um, I mean, talk about dot watching an event. It's been sort of interesting just watching watching the coverage grow and grow over the course of the week. Yeah, we, we uh, like we shared a post on it and uh, on the Endurance Asia Facebook um, Facebook page. And shared it to a couple of groups, like trail running group in Singapore, and uh, I think it got forwarded into the cycling group in Singapore, which has like tens of thousands of people. And uh, and then all of a sudden, I just like checked the Facebook app, and it just like blown up. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Like, what was it? Was it now like three hundred and thirty thousand people have seen it? Um, coverage on the radio and all sorts of stuff so it's obviously something that's really captured people's attention which is great yeah it got picked up by mothership that um i'm not sure if you uh you i this i've never actually followed mothership it's like a it's, it's kind of like a locals content um in singapore but started reading some of the comments on there and my gosh there's some racist people in singapore <laughs> It was terrible. I actually went and reported a few of the people. What was it like? Uh, but yeah, it was. Um, uh, but yeah, like that kind of coverage and like and getting on. And, and they've both been interviewed, or they're getting interviewed to next week on uh, one of the major radio stations in Singapore. Uh, but yeah, what was it that you thought like just made captured people? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like because you were saying and you said to the guys, like it's not like they're the first people to run that distance. They're not even the first people to run that distance this year. There's a lot of people who've done Ben Swee's, um the Shiok 200 and um, lots of finishes there. I think it's something about the aesthetic, isn't it? Like when you look at it on Strava, it's just that perfect loop around the island. There's not many countries in the world, frankly, where you can run the entire border of the country in the space of, you know, just over a day. Um, I think there's something just just quite self-contained and, and neat about it. Yeah, and, and it also does fit into the kind of challenges that have been coming up over this past year, the FKTs. And we didn't talk about it actually with, with Phil and Jean, but because when Jean originally did it, they were trying to set it as an FKT route, but they won't accept it on the site because I think there are they are actually looking to... I mean, Singapore is looking to have a proper round-the-island uh, route, so they won't confirm the actual RTI one. But I, I love the fact that it's a 200 kilometer is a nice round round number. Um, but yeah, the the fact that it's just the full circumference in comparison to like the Shield 200, which like goes back and forth. And to be honest, like it's I ran quite a bit of that with uh, with Roman. It's not the most aesthetic of routes, whereas actually many parts of the RTI are beautiful. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see everything for better or worse that Singapore has to offer, that's probably a good way of doing it. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, it, it the, the the big bit it misses out is the middle of the island, which ironically is where most runners here spend their time training. Yeah, around the team moment, really. And uh, I think yeah. just pushing themselves. I mean, Jean talks about the fact that he's done. I mean, he's a trail runner at heart, but sort of force of circumstance, he's had nowhere to train but Singapore, and so taking on a challenge that, I mean, it's as you as you said in your post at the time, like it's flat. And it's monotonous and it's fucking hot. And, um, you know, I think that's a, it's no wonder it's it's kind of caught people's attention, really. Yeah. And I think people can just relate to it a little bit more. You know, a lot of um, a lot of people aspire to cycle around the island. It's like, oh, yeah, one day I'd love to cycle. And then like, oh, my God, these two crazy dudes have just run it. That's uh, just um, it, it. And we talk about it with, with John and Phil. It's like just making people realize that actually 
they can make like anyone can put a challenge for themselves it's like a bit more than the 5k or 20k or whatever that they aspire to do um and that can potentially push themselves further so um yeah it's yeah. been nice seeing them sort of evolve themselves over the last year as well right like you had john talk about his attempt to do it phil had to drop out before it started and then john had tried an everest thing not that long ago to, so to see them kind of finally pull it off was uh was great yeah yeah i mean saying that like they've both been smashing out this year i mean phil kind of um has been sponsored and supported by red dot running company and um uh and and ta um and and yeah also the they've they've been um supporting the uh there's like a backpack um uh the is it instinct is the backpacks that they were using which are really cool actually they're like really lightweight backpacks although they are lightweight but they were like phil was carrying so much shit in his bag i'm like wait what are you doing let me carry it for you like what you uh the whole idea if you're going to do it supported you literally go empty-handed and get your support crew to carry everything for you but um i think by the end they realized that and they were running pretty light yeah i wonder if uh, i wonder if anyone else will tackle it have you spoken to roman is he is he up for that? Yeah, I'm sure he could. He could do it. And like, there's, there's obviously they've, uh, they've set a time now, haven't they? Like 28 hours. And Roman did the Shiok 200 in 31 hours. Um, I, I mean, I think these dudes could do it in 24 hours. I think that's, uh, that's definitely achievable. In fact, that's a good point. Actually, we should share the GPX in the, um, in the show notes and, and socialize the GPX so people can actually go and do that exact route. Um, there's a couple of crazy extensions like at Woodlands they sort of go out onto the end of the pier which is like I mean it's just it's an extra 200 meters but still it's like when you're the, it all adds up but um but yeah that that's sort of to make it up to the full 200 uh, 200k um yeah it's fun it's fun, it fun I think I think they're a few years off having that full official round the island route complete so you know for now that this one will have to do um so let's see what people can come up with yeah and they raised some good money for charity I think it's really just like three and a half thousand euros um so far but we'll um we'll link to the uh to the charity um and the the donation page on the uh, on the show notes uh, but yeah f- fun to follow and um and once again it's quite it's called dot watching as well the live track on the garmin works very well and uh and yeah so even uh, those that weren't actually with them they could like follow at the time and and yeah, talking about dot watching it's kind of like a it's a couple of weeks now since the winner's finished but um but yeah, God's Zone down in uh, New Zealand. I don't know how many people were like in the sort of Asia Ultra community were following, but ah, oh, that was so good. That was a uh, that was a really um really fun one to um fun one to follow. Yeah, and and obviously former former podcast guests. No surprises really, but Nathan Fava and 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 Team Ayava. Avaya, yeah. yeah, they um they came in first. There didn't really seem to be any doubt that they would pretty much from the start, but. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still amazing to watch, and just you know what kind of wanderlust that gives you. Just you know the the, the scenery in New Zealand is just next level, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first time it's ever been done in the North Island, and it makes you think. God, I mean, this, I think it's about tenth or twelfth edition, somewhere around there. But it makes you think, why the hell not? What a beautiful, beautiful spot! And um, yeah, there were some great stories from it. And this is what I love about adventure racing is just the stories that come out of it. A um, couple of the highlights for me were. Um, I mean, there's a row gaining trek, um, which was around, I think it was around 10 or 12 12K. One of the teams got slightly lost and it took them 17 hours to go six kilometers. And it's in thick bush. So it's just like climbing over like through trees. Think of like going through mangroves in Singapore. It's kind of the similar 
uh, and uh, yeah, make it really tough. But there was there was a couple of other really good stories. One of um, one of the teams, one of the bikes um, on on one of the mountain bike legs, the the, the whole um, yeah, the whole central part of the um, uh, of the bike wheel just imploded basically and just wouldn't turn at all. So they had to like put it. They basically the uh, three of the people put the bikes on their backs. Um, and one of the guys put on a pair of trainers and ran, I think he ran 35k. This is in the middle of a 666 kilometer race and he ran almost a marathon. And, and so, I mean, kudos to, um, to, to Phil and Jean, but then you like think about these other kind of endurance feats going on that people don't know about that are just like incredible yeah well yeah and you said you know phil was carrying a bit of weight around on his around the island but then there was also that story that the the woman i forget the team she was in but turning up at the finish line and discovering she had a 2.5 kg weight that's right yes they were, over from they were, training they're at the last transition point 600k in and uh and yeah starts digging around in her bag to to uh to repack the bag and finds a two and a half kilometer um like dumbbell weight that uh, that she'd carried the entire course, which is just, uh, I, it would just be demoralising. But then it's like, well, fuck. At least I'm going to be lighter for the last section anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just I I, I got just in. I, I and obviously following the Hong Kong Four Trails dot watching. I think dot, like, dot watching is just so much fun. And um, uh, and then add the social side and that to see what's going on. I just can't wait to get out there and and, and do an adventure race uh, at some point soon. Yeah, well, we, we're, we're sort of talking about putting our own one on here, aren't we? So, you know. Yeah, exactly. First and foremost, we'll want to like direct one, and so yeah, July, August, we've mapped out. Um, uh, I mean, we've spent like the last few months sort of finding all like the nooks and crannies of Singapore that people don't necessarily run to or ride to every uh, every week, and we want to try and link some of that up in a uh, in a full day adventure race. So um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to mapping out the route. Like I've realised that we've got. I'm gonna to have to take a week off and uh, and actually go and um, yeah and and put the put all of like the markers on the course. But um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, and I think like it'll be interesting, right? Because I I think there's a lot of fantastic runners here, a lot of great cyclists. It'd be interesting to see who's who's got sort of multidiscipline skills to to pull it off. And you know, you you, you mentioned in the chat with Jean last night. And he's he's keen to potentially do a bike Everest thing, and I think people are are keen to sort of test themselves, perhaps at things that they don't normally do. And uh, this will hopefully be a great way of doing that. So it'll be single day event. You know, Singapore's not quite big enough for a six hundred and sixty k. Wow, I'd say that you probably could do, you could do like three <laughs> round the islands, bike, foot, and uh, and then kayak maybe. Yeah, but um, yeah, well for now we'll keep it we'll keep it manageable to to a single day. But um, yeah, the idea is is mixed teams as far as possible. Um, and uh, teams of two, so we'll be sharing more details on that as we as we get nearer to the date. But looking for people who are keen to get involved. Yeah, yeah. I was chatting to um, to Megan, who works with uh, with Jerry for the uh, Fat Bird events, and um, and she was sort of giving us uh, some ideas and pointers. But it's going to be fairly limited, um, but uh, like less than twenty teams um, for the for the first event for the first showcase event. Um, but uh, yeah, talking of uh, Megan Fatbird events, you had the the Run Wild, uh, like finally getting races up uh, up and running again in Singapore. 
uh, which is uh, yeah, it's a good sign for things to come. Yeah, it was quite interesting. So they did it out at, at sort of private land and old a scout camp or something. I think in the far west of the island, probably not far from where Jean and, and Phil were running. But yeah, they um, ran all they ran actually three part of the track actually. Yeah, yeah it's kind of near sort of Cranji Jerome. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was interesting because they they, they obviously they, they had to do staggered or waves wave starts. Um, but I wonder. I mean, some of that I think might be with us to stay because I thought it was quite it was quite cool because people even when the slots were fill full they were then able to add more slots because people weren't expecting everyone to start at the same time so actually it allows for sort of greater participation potentially yeah um, the, the only challenge with that is that it gets into the heat of the day and is um and there were a lot of people that were like suffering in the in the 21k but some amazing performances like vanya absolutely smashed it like winning outright again she's just unbelievable runner um yeah barnaby gave her a run for a run for her money um but um but yeah and you had um i think malachi's um became third in the 10k um and then a japanese dude um uh i think he won the um won the 10k as well but there was a yeah there's um some some solid um solid runs out there and yeah there's also we've um there's the the psycho sports um they've got the jungle run coming up in in april as well um and there's they also have got a 5k route which is a mountain bike route but they use it as a trail run close to um uh turf city um and yeah they've got i think second and third of april they're doing a mountain bike and a trail run or second and fourth and then jerry's got the run world they're going to be doing another one on the 24th of april so yeah, small small scale, but it's really good to see them coming back, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. they had two hundred or so, um, and and they're able to open it up a little bit more for the next round. So I think the the for the Run World one, the first, um, yeah, the sign ups been uh, have been pretty good. I just want them to be able to do it on a Saturday. I uh, like uh, for those of us who've got kids, Sunday's just a complete write off. So I'm going to appeal to Jerry for future ones to, uh, yeah, to enable parents to be able to join on Saturdays. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will, uh, I mean, there's still like M parks haven't opened up for the main trails to be opened up, but hopefully, um, we can like, uh, the likes of force of nature and can, um, can, uh, still be starting to run later in this year. Yeah. And there's some more slightly more positive signs about travel bubbles and things like that. Right. Like, you know, potentially, I know, um, people, some people getting excited about, but maybe being able to do the Ironman down in, um, Bustleton, if that Australia bubble opens up, um, so yeah, we may yet be able to travel and do some races elsewhere this year. Yeah, well, I've got a hotel booked for um, or an Airbnb booked in Palm Cove to be able to go and race XBD in uh, in July. Um, and so yeah, who knows? That could actually be on that could be on the cards. Well, uh, it remains to be seen. But yeah, hopefully between uh, um, between Australia and New Zealand and potentially Taiwan. I actually also, if I could travel to Taiwan, I'd be happy. Yeah. Like we've talked about it for a while of just going and doing a tour up there and uh, getting the mountain bikes and going through the island. And yeah, that would be a great place to to go and do some exploring. Yeah, you'd certainly take that, wouldn't you? I think it's one of one of Asia's most underrated destinations and some amazing trails, amazing mountains. So that'd be great. Yeah, and, and pretty yeah, pretty high ones. Um, Good stuff. All right, mate. Well, um, yeah, great to catch up. Um, we should just uh, last thing uh, shout out to to it was International Women's Day um, the uh, um, last week, and shout out to all of the amazing females that we've uh, we've had on the podcast over the last uh, over the last year and two. Um, yeah, keep uh, keep on pushing it. Keep on inspiring. I actually listened back to uh, Nikki Hahn, and she was on the Asia Trail Girls um, podcast and. 
yeah, I just am still like in awe with her achieving a sub 60 in Hong Kong four trails once again. But um, yeah, shout out to to all the trail running ladies. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on all the the FKTs that are happening and new challenges coming up and uh, and sharing as much as we can about that. Absolutely. Nice one, Mr. St- Mr. Stockfish. I will uh, catch up with you again very soon. I'll see you out exploring the, uh, exploring the uh, Endurance Asia Challenge routes over the, next, uh, over the next few months. Looking forward to it. Yeah, nice one. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad.